I'd make it a ringtone, but if I ever heard it, I wouldn't answer it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Comic Issues, your favorite little podcast where four good buddies, we sit here and we start talking about all kinds of geeky topics, and there is no other topic that we could talk about this week other than Star Wars. Star Wars! <laughs> Uh, I think it's safe to say that Darren is very excited to talk about Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> Easy, His lightsaber is uh, fully... Uh, never well, oh, see, Darren, you told me to turn on my phone. Mm. I got a lightsaber up. It's badass. Should we all light up? <laughs> so this week, the Star Wars Blu-ray edition come out. And with it, some some new changes, some new things... And it's it's a, it's a little daunting. All right, so yeah, there are changes to the Blu-ray. I'm not going to defend or acknowledge <laughs> acknowledge the changes. Change changes happens. It's almost like I think a good analogy that I was thinking driving over for the podcast is this: George Lucas is like a bad DM. Like he has a decent story, but he structures it and makes alterations in such a way. Where you're like, what? Oh wait, a minute. I mean, well, I mean that, that explains the, the prequels, but oh, the session is in of itself over. It's been done. Like there's there's no revisiting this, and it's not a module anymore. Well, no. See, he's he's been very adamant about um, directors' rights and, and writers' rights to um, constantly other... change. And um, but what other director does this? What other director goes back and? Well, I mean, for instance, I mean, we could take a look at uh, Blade Runner. I mean, Blade Runner has... Yeah, Blade Runner had one big thing after out of its entire history. No, no. Not if you buy... Like, if you buy the, the Super Edition, you have the standard one, you have the director's cut, you have the extended director's cut. Like, he's done various... Oh, how many? How many editions? Because there have been dozens of editions of Star Wars. No, yeah, there's more Star Wars than Blade Runner. I'm just saying that it does happen... It's an example of somebody else yeah. doing it. Because the thing is this, is like, I mean, movies are not cars. You don't do recalls. You know I mean? Cars do a recall. I wish we could recall some movies. You know, I'm like, oh wait, this was broken, we messed it up, let's go back. And it's like, movies are not like this. Movies are set up like an art form. So how... Well, let's look at some of the changes if you want. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. Alright, so there's Ewoks blinking. Is there any harm in this? Yeah. No. No. Kind of creepy, but I'm yeah, not upset but about it's, it. But it, it's it's kind of it, it, it's kind of one of these things. It's like, uh, all right, like it's like a side thing. It's nothing large. Well, at least people were employed to do this. I mean, he's helping the economy by making Ewoks in, blink. Theory. Well, in theory. Well, but but to me, I think what George Lucas is shooting for is a little bit of realism, and he's he as much as the fans love the puppet based or the Jim yeah. Henson influence into Star Wars. I think the older George Lucas gets, maybe the more he doesn't like it. So if he can at least add on to to this and give it some realism, um, you know he's gonna he's gonna do it. Yeah, that, I, that one doesn't bother me. Yeah, that one doesn't bother me. Well, I mean, it's it, it's it's just it's so soft of a change. It's like okay, but what real changes have you made? Well, it, but it's one of the changes. Yeah. All right, so another change. Episode one, Puppet Yoda has been replaced completely di- digital with uh, CG Yoda. With CG Yoda, that one I'm actually for. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, down yeah. with that. I, I'm for it. The uh, the the crack eyed Yoda was a little bit. 
kind yeah, of Yeah, it did, because it did look odd. Like, well, that was the point. And, and the conversation I had last night uh, with other members of my family was simply Well, you that, can just say it with me at the table. Uh, I'm not going to go in-depth with that. <laughs> um, you weren't there? No, I was. Oh, okay. <laughs> what was simply that, not that, like, 18 years was in between episode 3 and episode 4, uh, roughly. And so, really, to have that much of a look uh, difference between... Um, uh, Empire Strikes Back Yoda and Episode 1 Yoda, you know, it's kind of a bit much. Well, the thing is, I mean, how old is Yoda when he dies? 900 and something? Yeah, but 18 years shouldn't matter between, like, it's, around the eyes. Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, from like... Well, the, you know what, the, I think Episode 1 had bad puppeteering. From the standpoint of Episode 1, even up to Empire, like, the age difference shouldn't be that great in his lifespan. That's what I'm saying. All right. Like I, th- I think the general uh, consensus is that the puppeteering in Episode One was distracting, especially against yeah. the digital background. Um, like it looked, it, like I said, it looked like bad puppeteering compared to Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, where at least it was in on a set. Things, you know, yeah, you know, it still looks like a puppet, but we're talking about eighty-one. You know, it was good for the time, mm-hmm. and it became ingrained into the rest of the movie. You don't judge it, because it's just a part of the story. Um, so, to go back and to remove the puppet Yoda in Episode 1 and insert the digital Yoda, especially when Episode 2 and 3 have digital Yodas, yeah. I, think, I think really, yeah. that, that, that was a good yeah. That was a fine idea. Which is, which is interesting. I think he's, he wants to go, if, I, if me as a fan uh, understands the mystery of George Lucas... Um, he is a mystery. Uh, wants to get this this expanse like it's so much greater than, than what we really see. But another change that he's actually doing in there is he's making making the door to Jabba's palace bigger. huge. Like yeah. it's supposed to be huge. My concern with that, I don't mind the change at all. Just one thing I'm kind of interested to see what happens is whenever R2 and C3PO are in the tunnel, you can see the the edges of the door either way. Mm-hmm. Are they just going to move part of the screen over? You like, and if so, you're kind of like digitally open up the door larger. So is that so that we can understand how the Rancor actually got into Jabba's palace? I think the Rancor could have walked in the existing door. You think? Yeah. I'd say the Rancor came. The Rancor was pretty big to begin with. Yeah, he was a baby, and he was just like flushed down the toilet down there. <laughs> Maybe he just got too big, and they're like, "Oh shit!" With the rest of the scum and villainy, that that kind of goes. Okay. So, what other changes do we got? There's back doors into that palace. Um, there's a loading dock. <laughs> you were telling me, Drew, of the extended scene be- in Empire Strikes Back between Leia and Han mm-hmm. with That's these de- scruffy-looking nerf herders. It's a scene. deleted scene. Okay, it hasn't been actually in, added. In Hoth, yeah, it's a deleted scene that's being added. I don't think that's cut into the film. Thank okay. God. Yeah. The way I read terrible. it, the way I read it, it's a deleted scene that is now being able to. You can view it in the Blu-ray, Blu-ray edition. Okay. Special features. Well, that doesn't bother me so much. I mean, yeah. if it's in, because it, the yeah. the bring thing bring, is it, bring the deleted scenes on. Just don't add it to my my cut. Yeah, well, because it, it takes that conversation maybe a little bit more, more physical. It changes the dynamic. Yeah, 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 yeah between the two. But one thing I want to bring up, uh, and, and this this really kind of brings it brings it home to me. This scene obviously filmed. Oh shit! Thirty years ago. Yes. Why is now the first time we're seeing this? And why is it every release, there's always so much new footage to be added? Why didn't we have this last time? Because this tells me that George Lucas has all this all this 
stuff, all this Star Wars stuff. And when a release comes out, it's like, all right, well, let's not give him everything because something may come out later, and then I'll just want to give it out. Well, he then. knows he's going to want to make changes. Well, okay, think about it this way. Um, I think he fully intends to change the the series as technology grows. And I so think I'm not even talking about that. It's one thing to be like, okay, Blu-ray, better resolution, you know, higher quality, all this. You know, let's re let's reissue. Uh, in the Blu-ray format, so it looks better. That's that's one thing. Yeah. But when you have all these extras, deleted scenes, and bloopers, and and yeah. stuff that is thirty years old, why didn't you give this to us when the DVDs came out? So uh, George Lucas wants to, uh, you know, um, expand upon the series as technology comes available. So I think what he is he's holding on to all these things, and I think he has tons more as incentive, as reasons to buy. Well, Everybody, this, yeah, but the thing is, I mean, I mean, these, these things were done thirty years ago. All right, George Lucas, how much money do we have to give you? Like, I mean, seriously, like, you know, how many versions of these movies have we bought already? Well, you don't. Why, how many more versions does he expect us to buy? Well, okay. Well, well who, who's in who's in control? It seems uh, that with every version that comes out, you uh, are are more dissatisfied. So, but nobody is making you buy the new edition. Well, I mean, I haven't bought I haven't bought a Star Wars movie in ages. Well, there, there you go. You haven't given so. your money to George Lucas. But other but, people do. I mean, and, and, and other people. That's, that's, that's just, I just decision. don't understand it. It's, just, <clears throat> it. it's their decision because they like certain parts of the genre, or they feel that it's worth it to go and invest in this and see all the other additional footage. And I think that George Lucas keeps this extra footage around, or these deleted scenes, or behind the scenes stuff, because it provides incentive. To buy the new edition, I think it's also if that's kind of a darker way to look at it. Another lighter way to look at it is um, there could be a part of him, which I believe is true, that would like to share more of uh, the saga with you. Well, I mean, honestly, if that part of him is exists, all this stuff would already be out. It's been thirty years. See, see, my my whole piece, and this is the whole beef I have with the Blu-ray, because like I, I have to say, this is this is what happened with me. Like that that Vader roller coaster that we we started with, I was very 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 excited about the Blu-rays, and then as I heard about the changes, I got a little bit concerned. When I heard about the resolution, I got a little bit more concerned, and then when I found out that it wasn't going to be like my Blade Runner that I bought way back when on Blu-ray, where it had the original cut on it, has the director's cut on it, and yeah. it has like a, it has three cuts essentially of the movie. Like, I wanted to have my original cut. I want to have that old school cut. Well, okay, the original cut does exist. There is a DVD version out there that has the, for example, A New Hope. It has the 1970 and it has the 97. No widescreen. There's, there's no, no, it's in widescreen. No. No, it's not. It's not in theatrical widescreen. It's, it's set to, and I, I, don't, I don't have the exact information on my hand. I know that it's not set to proper widescreen. The point is this: there's no reason to not have it in the Blu-ray. Yeah, that that's kind of my point. Is I think that it should have been released. I don't mind like his changes to the prequels. Fine, go go right ahead. I think those needed a little bit of help. You know, the changes to the you know the other stuff. I'm like, leave Empire alone. Okay, well, well let, let's talk about the change. The change in Return of the Jedi, oh. where um, the, the, as the, as Vader is uh, throwing the uh, Emperor. Uh, what the, the, oh. this has uh. canceled my uh, pre-order. <laughs> Uh, I was wondering if we were going to avoid this or not. We're not no, avoiding no. it. Because we've talked about all the other changes. We'll talk about this change, and then we'll go into happy things like why I love Star Wars so much. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, um, we actually have Star Wars topics that we should probably... Yeah, <laughs> yeah we haven't even touched the topic. We're yet. just riffing. We're riffing here. Yeah. So, um, so uh, Vader uh, picks up the Emperor right before 
you know, uh, he kills. It's Luke. like a, it's a fabled scene. I mean, I, I want to hear yeah, everyone yeah, real quick. Yeah. Let's just talk about that scene because to me, pivotal as shit. That was like one of my favorite parts of you know Return of the Jedi. Aside from it's a trap, that is probably the shit scene of that whole movie. Yeah, it's just awesome. I mean, just you know, I mean, Vader's there. He just he looks at the Emperor, looks at his son, back and forth, makes a decision, just and doesn't say a word. Yeah, bam! It's like bitch. Done. Oof. You can read everything exactly. in the existing act, and that's fascinating considering he was wearing a fucking helmet. I know. Well, and I think that that's that's part of why people are upset because there is so much more to Vader's character than having dialogue in that scene. I think yeah, yeah. him not having dialogue. Is more emotional and yeah, creates more of a of, of a stronger scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in it, and I think that that there is some kind of uh, viewpoint that George Lucas is seeing in Vader that the fancy. I think that there's some kind of disconnection that he views Vader in one way, mm-hmm. and the fans completely view it in another, and it's. What you mean? It's almost like our way is way more badass. Yeah, yeah. Because Vader, to me, growing up, Vader was scary. Yeah, like he not. was somebody that I feared, like like nobody's business. Like if the Vader showed up, I'd be like, oh fuck. He was an imposing villain back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now, um, although I disagree a little bit with Derek in, in the fact that um, although Vader has been humanized by basically you seeing Anakin mm-hmm. grow up, to me that doesn't make him any less menacing. Um, but then again, I'm kind of more drawn towards those human conflict characters that you see from beginning well, to end. Well, I have end. to say, like, okay, so if you take Clone Wars, the animated series, Anakin was a fucking badass. Yeah, that I Anakin loved was it. a lot better. Because there was that one, and I forget the, it was like the final scene uh, in the first arc where he had to fight, was it Ventress is her name? The yeah, Massage Ventress. Yeah, and he's fucking, like, wailing on her, and he's doing kind of what uh, Luke Skywalker did in Return of the Jedi, where he's just, like, wailing on... Just heavy hammering. Yeah, and, you know, you kind of hear the Emperor, like, embrace your anger, kind of, you're like, fuck yeah. And there was that scene with Anakin doing the same kind of thing, and he was having flashes of, like, Qui-Gon, of Obi-Wan, and then he kind of, like, pulls himself back. And I really, that to me, like, kind of was a great, great way to kind of show Anakin for who he was, as opposed to the version that we've kind of, you know, grown up with with the prequels now, that just, to me, ruined Vader for me. I didn't grow up with the prequels. Well, I'm saying, like, kind of grown up in the way that we became adults with the prequels. I mean, yeah, so, so I mean, e- even even for me, who I'm a big fan of Star Wars, that, to me, I mean, I, either no scene mm-hmm. uh, really doesn't seem to fit and doesn't exist in my Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So the no... No! That you're, yeah. you're erasing that from your mind, too? I'm just... Every time I, I, I see it, I might as well just mute the scene. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. just thinking. We could just Thank mute God. it. Yeah. I, or maybe the sap will be available, and he will be like, you know, you won't say anything in another language. What's what's no in another language we can go for? The nine. Of, yeah. Nine, nine. That would be German. Yeah. That's going to sound so terrible. <laughs> nine, 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 nine. 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 It was a weird <laughs> choice considering um, when when Sith come out. Five years now? Uh, yeah, I think, I think it's... No, I think it came out in 2005. All right, so six years. Now, at... Like at the end of, of Sith, when there's that long no, like right away, fans didn't like it. They felt it was this very corny way to go out uh, in the movie. It seems odd that they would essentially do that same move again. Yeah. Six years later, after six years of the internet berating that that one scene, they would go back and be like, 
well, all right, let's let's go ahead and you know let's use that same and like I don't know if it was uh, re-recorded or essentially it just cut sounds out. Bad. It, it, set, it sounds like the old one. Yeah, it does, which is even worse. I mean, James Earl Jones is alive. I I, th- I think um, he wouldn't do it. <laughs> That's probably what it was. He's like, what's I've wrong? Had I think, um, <laughs> go fuck yourself. In, in studying and loving Star Wars, um, I think it comes down to this this type of reasoning. George Lucas feels fully entitled. Best. No, well, well, he feels that he's fully entitled to do entitled. I think is the, the to, word to, to do whatever he wants to his to his baby. And I think he has some some he has some legs to stand on there, despite whether it's at the fans' discomfort or not. Well, he's, honest, he's gonna do it. I think you're regardless. right. You're right. I mean, it is it is his his child. He can do what he want, what he wants with it. And honestly, a large part of this is the consumer's fault. You know, like every time he does something, you know, we buy people it. go out and buy it. I mean, yeah. yeah but then on, on the flip side of that, if we didn't buy it. There'd be no chance of you know the animated series of uh, a, uh, another, honestly, another I think that's trilogy. fans taking or, advantage of being able to create something in his world. Okay, you know, they like, get permission from no, Lucas. They no, do no, the, no, 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 because it's all about the money. No one would give them the money to do that if it already wasn't a profitable franchise. Yeah, well, here's a question though. I mean, to speak about the animated series, because uh, so, and I'm going to ask you, Mister Star Wars, because you probably know and I don't. Um, so, Episode Two, did it do well in the box office, or did it do okay? Did I think it, they all did well in the box office. Um, was it as strong though? As I'm wondering. I, I think it wasn't as strong. Um, it was of the three of the prequels. I believe it was the weakest of the prequels, but George Lucas, because um, part of the people's letdown was not only some of the story elements, but a lot of people wanted to see more of the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of was like, okay, well, well let's do that. Okay, because for, for, for the instance here, because I can tell you what, I saw episode, like, episode one, I forgave. I was just like, it's probably just me, it's, you know. How like, did you do that? This is at the time, though. You got to remember, this is this is at the time. I saw episode one, episode two is coming out. I'm like, okay, well, it's got to be better. It's got to get better. Maybe I'm just not understanding something. So I gave it another go. Episode two broke me in half. I said, "Fuck you, fuck everybody," blah blah blah. Then that Clone Wars animated series came out, and I'm like, no, I'm not looking at it. And it's like, but it's really pretty. No, you know, you know, all this kind of great stuff. And Clone Wars really like brought me back. Into it Star did. Wars. It brought me back. It brought me back for Grievous because the Grievous was awesome. In Gra- that. Grievous was actually the only thing in that that I didn't like. I loved everything else, but really? except Grievous. You didn't yeah. like Grievous in the. I liked the, I liked the concept of him, but I mean, I really wanted uh, instead of having an additional villain, I would have loved to have seen. Oh, an existing villain. An existing around? villain. Oh, yeah, one hundred percent. Well, yeah. Well, that's. I already. I mean, I think I expressed. Yeah, it you expressed Facebook. it on the Facebook. You said you would love to have um, seen Darth Maul come back as Grievous. Well, that was my. Okay, so the final battle, and this is episode three. You had that final battle with Obi Wan versus Grievous. Mm-hmm. I thought it would have been wicked. Okay, yeah. this is this is the scene I set up. Okay, so you have Grievous. He's flipping lightsabers all around, and he has two red ones, and then he combines them. Yeah. And that's when you're like, oh fuck. It's Maul, you know. Yeah, I mean, he could even rip off his mask, or he could get injured to where you could see some of his mangled yeah, Maul. Some of the horns on the corner. Yeah, just something cool like that to where you're like, okay, that's fucking bad. And that would, yeah, that would have added a, you know a degree of you know power of depth to that scene, to that fight. Yeah, to that fight to where you're like, kick his ass, Obi Wan. Exactly. Beat his fucking ass for Qui Gon because he deserves some retribution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he I, did. Yeah. It's weird that uh, essentially in the original trilogy we have. Darth Vader is the villain. Yeah, and then at the end, in Return of the, in Return of the Jedi, we have Darth Vader and Palpatine. 
And that's it. And that formula worked like gangbusters. Oh, it worked But great. now in the prequels, we have a different villain for every movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's weird. And with all the hype of Darth Maul in the beginning, like before the movie was coming out, we all thought Darth Maul was going to be the new Vader. Mm-hmm. He was going to be this this menacing villain through the through the prequels. Nope. And yeah, he gets he gets you know. Spoiler alert! Kind of <laughs> chumped. I don't know. Deep? Like I'm I'm just upset that that he died in general. I, I was too because he was badass. I mean, you remember the scene where he's uh, coming on that swoop bike or whatever? It was? Oh yeah, he just <laughs> yeah he does that, and then he has like his cloak is all flying in the back, and I'm like I'm in, I'm just yeah. eating this up. Yeah, and, I, and I mean honestly, like I mean, and we talked about this on the Facebook recently too. Like out of every sword fight scene throughout the entire series. Like my favorite sword fight scenes are the ones with with Darth Maul. I mean, Ray Park, the, just the one. Yeah, the one. Well, yeah, I guess the, the Darth Maul, Qui Gon Jinn, and Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, when mm. we pulled people on the Facebook, it was essentially the one that we kind of just all kept talking about. Yeah, yeah. It is a really great lightsaber scene. Caroline Rhodes on the Facebook said that it's it's hands down her favorite. You know, and she would have loved to see more Darth Maul. So it's I would love to see. Well, I, I think part of the reason why it's so so impactful is a lot of the other like two on one lightsaber fights get really short lived. Mm-hmm. In Episode Two, you have Obi Wan and um, Anakin versus Dooku. That's short lived, mm-hmm. and then you have in Episode Three, Round Two of that same fight. That one's short lived. And so, yes. Well, I was just gonna say. I think. Uh, I, I think another reason why is. Um, I mean, out of all the sword fights throughout the series, I mean, was it Ray Park played? Ray Darth Park Maul? plays Darth. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's an. Ex- I mean, he's an actual swordsman. I mean, let's <coughs> let's give it up for the guy that. He's, yeah, he's an amazing. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he's. Yeah, I mean, he's not an actor that's been trained to sword so, fight. So, he's a, a question too for the lightsaber battles because for me, like, I almost preferred the ones from the original trilogy. Versus the new kind of form that they've given the lightsaber fights. I mean, what do you mean exactly? Like, give, give because they're a lot more acrobatic. Like the only thing I enjoyed from uh, the Darth Maul ones was he would kick people. Yeah, I thought that was accurate. Like I thought that that would well, be the Darth Maul lightsaber scene was a completely new yeah yeah lightsaber battle that than we'd ever seen before. The double lightsaber, the the more physicality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was completely different than anything we've seen before. Yeah. Personally, my favorite um, is Return of the Jedi in the yep. Death Star. Um, I think that's what not, I said on my Facebook. Yeah, I, so it was like all the wild as, things flying around. And it's not as like action exciting as, uh, you know, say even uh, Luke and, and Darth Vader in Basemen or, you know, anything in the prequels. But I feel like it's such a great scene of battle between it's... It's, you know, a battle between well, Luke it, and Darth. And let's, you know, let's relive lightsabers. that. I mean, so we have, you have the Luke invader, like, sh- like, final battle. You have a lot of, like, some things that I really liked was those close-ups, you know, where they're pushing against each other type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very, it's very limited in what they do, but there was so much more emotion. Yeah, the whole yeah. scene is built on, you know, this emotional tension. It's Luke 
fighting to you know maintain keep, yeah his humanity yeah, to, to almost keep his, his, yeah his, his humanity to, to well, you know, hold on just to hold his, his own because I mean the biggest thing that stood out to me when I first saw those I remember was like you know Darth Vader he's sitting with one hand kind of casually not really paying attention Luke's got two hands he's going all out you know yeah, and, yeah. you know it's just like I mean that's the thing I remember but he, but the thing is like Darth Vader's fighting style from the from the originally made movies is very I mean, it's like a robot you know, he does not wow. move a lot. He's half a robot. Well, yeah, but, but I mean... And then the other thing, too, the music for that scene. That whole, like... Well, I mean... Ooh, no yeah, like, very no dark. disputed John Williams... Well, yeah, but in, in particular, I thought that, that, like, that scene altogether had... You had the great music, which... And let's look at the comparison to the other favorite scene from the prequels. We had Duel of Fates, great song. John you know, Williams again. John Williams again. Awesome fight scene. We have Darth Maul, you know, Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon fight. Great, great fight. Yeah. But the Return of the Jedi, same kind of thing. You have great music, you have a great fight, and you have emotional tension, too. And that's something else that that, you know, the Darth Maul scene had. See, my, my favorite, actually, the, the, the Darth Maul, Qui-Gon, and Obi-Wan, that's actually my number two. My number one is the episode three Anakin and Obi-Wan fight. You like that? Oh, that was, that was good. That, that one's my favorite. That was good. I think there's so much... Emotion in that fight. I do remember what my friend said to me after we watched that. He goes, "You know, I understand why Darth Vader's Darth Vader. Because if my friend left me half burnt in lava, <laughs> I'd be pretty pissed off too." But why didn't he just take his body? <laughs> yeah, he just kind of. Why, why did he leave him there to die? Why couldn't he just kick him in? You know, finish him. You know? Well, yeah, but I take him to be healed and recover. Yeah, but if you, if you remember the conversation that Obi Wan had with Yoda, like. Obi-Wan did not want to fight Anakin. He did not want to have to no. kill his brother. And I I think even when it comes down to, oh, like, uh, uh, Anakin is burning alive, and he doesn't want to have to do the finishing move. He wants he to let the lava finish it for he, him and, he and just guilt-free. No, not, not guilt-free. No. I think he still bears guilt in, in having to confront uh, um, Anakin. But I feel that... And that's why he lies to Luke later and says, Vader killed his father. Oh. Well, so much depends yeah. on, you know, a Jedi's personal yeah. point of view. But yeah. maybe, maybe Obi-Wan, like, was embracing Vader as that evil. Like, the evil took over him. No, I mean, because the, the thing is, going back to the fight itself, like, I mean, Obi-Wan was very hesitant throughout that entire fight. He begged him throughout that entire fight to stop. Yeah. I mean, till the very end. So, I mean... I don't think he begged him to stop. Because well, in the there, beginning... There's, there's a couple moments like, you know, why... Don't, don't do this, stop. There, there's I mean, a lot of fighting in between. That fight is actually maybe my third, and I feel what really hurts it is it's constantly changing its its venue. Yeah. It, it keeps moving around at different places. Like, I felt if you just didn't worry about, you know, keep putting them on different balancing acts... So do you think it got too absurd? Fight, or? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, between bouncing on the, the droids' heads the and... conveyor belts you know, and then the little... Floating Robolox. Yeah, they kept moving to too many different places, and I felt it took away from the fighting itself and the emotion that was in the scene. See, not for me. You like, you like it moving around like that? Just yeah. bouncing? Well, okay, if, if you think about... You have two... Master Jedi's. I, you know, even though Anakin may not deserve the title according to the council, no, I mean, he's a master. As far as skills concerned, he's there. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's there. He's just not disciplined. Yeah, yeah. but um, he's more disciplined. So there's a lot of power, and, and I think, I think George Lucas and I and I liked it. I agreed with it that he wanted to 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 not limit them by. Like, oh, here's your boss fight. It's in this room. Kind of conventional means. You know? He wants to open it up. He wants 
two Jedis that are fucking badass going toe-to-toe that are equal in power to, to go at it. And I think I think even the environment does a really good job uh, resembling the emotional conflict. You know, you got, you got, you know, this heated tension, this anger, so lava's you know, boiling re- over. So lava actually, represents heat, right? Calm down. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting now that, you know, this has been brought up because the third movie is the one I've seen the least. So I'm actually interested in going back and watching it now. Well, that, that was the only one that I was ever like, okay, that one was, was a decent movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, I haven't bought a Star Wars movie in a long time. We, so should, I talk, mean, we should talk more about how we love Star Wars. Yeah, we should talk about down to the actual topics. topics. Like, like, I feel like I'm a lone man well, surrounded by three, like... like no, 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 no. Hands down, all. hands down, we all love Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars is a big reason of why we all are who we are. Yeah, yeah. Tattoo. No. Uh, these days, there's no love. Oh, f you! There's you no don't need a tattoo. We have to get a tattoo to love something. I think you have to. You be know really, how much? You, have you know to be how really. much stuff I love that I don't have any desire to have tattoos. Well, mine is the peanut butter tattoo. Yeah, Calm down there, sir. The tramp stamp on the back. Tramp stamp peanut butter, nutter butter. Yeah. All right. Well, I was on. I was on a trail to something. Um, <laughs> so, like I said, Star Wars has is, is been a big factor in. Uh, who we are, and it's branched itself out into other things that we we currently love. For, at the very least, Andrew, Darren, and myself, it's almost the genesis of our, you know, of our geekdom. Well, our childhood, too. I mean, that was the the, the opening. That's that's, that's what I'm saying. We, uh, you know, the three of us are born in 82. uh, Drew, you were born in 81. 81. So, So, I mean... We didn't see the movies in theaters, but we did see them as children. Oh, yeah. Which is something that a lot of people didn't get to. We're essentially the first generation who got to see it as children. Yeah, VHS. <laughs> that way. Yeah, saw it in theaters. I, I saw it as a child. Well, I'm, I'm, I can't speak for you because you're, you're a couple of years older. I don't yeah. know. Maybe, you know, it's... No, I mean, I mean, I, mean I, think, I think I'm pretty much right there with you. Because, I mean, like, when... I was, like, six years old when Jedi was out. Yeah, yeah, So, I mean, I remember late night showing... <laughs> You know, I mean, I, I had the toys, I got them in McDonald's, Happy Meal boxes and stuff like that. Then, 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 then we're all together. Star Wars, you know, can, can greatly be considered the origin point of, you know, every direction we went in from there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and, yeah, Darren, we saw it in theaters in, you know, 97. But Ooh. we saw it first as children. and that's Big VHS. And that's, that's where... Tracking. <laughs> tracking. <laughs> God damn you, tracking! You're like tracking. Wait, this is the that THX was... part. I gotta rewind it. I think, I think I think our audience is old enough to know what tracking is. But well, so I would hope there so. Might, there might be some. There are these things called VHSs. A cassette. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Yeah, terrible. Um, so with with Star Wars being what it what it means to us, I proposed this question to the guys a while ago, and, and let's let's get into it. Where would where would we be without Star Wars? I mean, if you, if you took that out of out of the the, the origin of you know of, of all this geekdom that we've you know become, if you take out that that beginning seed, you know where would we be? Where would you know? Where, where would technology, movies, where would technology be? be? I mean, I was never that big into Star Trek, you know. So I don't even know if I'd have really even got in into you know. Like well, where would sci-fi things? be? Yes, sci-fi in general. It's it's. You can't say, well, we wouldn't have, you know, space epics, you know, because no, there was there was Star Trek before no, Star Wars. N- not to mention Aliens was made around the same time a lot of these movies were. 
Uh, the first Alien? Yeah, yeah Alien. I'm sorry. Alien. Okay, I came after Star Wars. I think it was made the same time. No, I think no. Alien was 79. And the first, first Star Wars... Yeah, the first Alien, I think, was 79. And then the first Star Wars was 77. I thought the first one was like 82 or something. Anyway... Uh, um, Alien is 79. Ooh, who's got it? It's a blockbuster experience coming out. But like, what 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 could be different? Well, I, okay, I think obviously somebody would take it, some genre or, or some some next gimmick or or interest or hobby would would kind of fill that niche. But I think there there's nothing more iconic to to science fiction than I think. The lightsaber. I think that that's probably one of the most, you know, uh, uh, distinguished no, factors. No child would swing a stick the same way. Well, cause, oh yeah, because it blends both science and fantasy. So mm-hmm. even that, I mean, that that would be gone. Well, not only that, because I mean, I mean, I've heard the terminology of laser swords back in the day, which that's a pretty geeky name, like dumb name, but yeah. lightsaber, yeah, fucking great name. Oh yeah, so, and not to mention like visually. I mean, oh, so yeah. I think the visual element of a lightsaber really helped to bring about people's interest in digital technology, things like that. So, like, I do think that without Star Wars, we would have gone a few more years oh, yeah. with a focus on puppeteering, well, I, robotics, things like okay, that. Okay, so Jim Henson, let alone that, wouldn't be as you know, it wouldn't have taken off as far as it did because I mean that movie we had the Muppets and everything else, and that mm-hmm. really took off. Uh, you also have uh, ILM. Wouldn't be around because well, mm-hmm. Star yeah, Wars wouldn't be around. around so we Pixar wouldn't, wouldn't be around. Pixar wouldn't be around. I mean, there'd be a lot of things. We'd be actually kind of in the past with a lot of things. Well, I mean, I just think that there would be you know there would have been a degree of X amount of years where digital would not be where it is now. It would oh, yeah. be a little behind. Mm-hmm. It would so it would stunt um, the growth. <laughs> yeah, it would stunt computer graphics as we know it now. You know, by you know an easy. We wouldn't years. have Jurassic Park. <laughs> well, you never you know that. Okay, well, yeah, because this isn't like if George Lucas was never born. It's yeah. simply well, no, if Star Wars. If Star Wars, Wars yeah, but if Star Wars, if Star Wars wasn't around, then we wouldn't have ILM, and ILM has been such an integral part of pushing of, the envelope. Yeah, of, mm-hmm. of, you know, making everything just go further. I think. I think one thing that we probably wouldn't have to the awesome degree that we do, droids. Yeah. I mean, well, you're, you're dealing with with like. Like, uh, with, uh, what was it, like, uh, Planet of the Lost, or... or Planet of the Apes? No, not Planet of the Apes. Land of the Lost? No, not Land of the Lost. Land, it was, it was Land of the Giants. Lost in Space. Lost oh, in okay. Space. So, okay. I mean, you have, like, uh, whatever that big fucking monstrosity is. Oh, what are the robots do we have? Buck, um, Buck Rogers, you the little angel. Tweaky. Yeah, Tweaky. Buddy, buddy. So, I mean, you have those, like, huge ones, but nothing to I wouldn't the do that, Buck. scale or intrigue of the droids in Star Wars. Well, the thing is, is I do think, I mean, I, I think you're right as far as, like, our current concept of droids. I don't think it would be as vast. You know, I would think we would be more looking towards, like, a Ow. humanoid kind of mm-hmm. droid. You know, because, I mean, I mean, not many, not there's not many franchises that focus on, you know, oh, this droid is, a, you know, only for this kind of, you know. I mean, look at the unique shape and structure of an r 2 See, I almost see more of a of a two thousand one Space Odyssey influence in terms of droids, where you you have this this almost this small interface of this gigantic thing, you know. Oh, you oh it's kind of like a, on top, an uh, AI autonomous? kind of thing, or yeah, like like a kind of autonomous, you know, where uh, you had the the presence of Hal that seemed to be this all governing type of 
No, um, we would have presents. individual little. No, 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 because there was. I mean, like we mentioned, you know, we had, you know, we had Bucky and we had all these other robots. I just think that it's there. There's been a lot of other robots, not quite many uh, with the same kind of uh, well, depth it, of character. It just to just to put out there, uh, Tweaky is 79 as well. That's Buck Rogers is way later. Oh, okay. Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, 2001 was before Star Wars, though. But the other thing that I've always heard talked about Star Wars, and one of the biggest things was that technology and space travel was kind of gritty. Like, it wasn't all just kind of like Space Odyssey was really pretty, everything's clean cut, everything's clean. And then you have Star Wars that comes along, and suddenly it's like we're, we're piecing ships together, yeah. we have to repair yeah, things. It looks like everything work. is just barely holding together. And then we get Alien after that, which is even grittier yeah. and even yeah. darker. I mean, that's the, I think that's kind of the sci-fi, a more reality to sci-fi. So, like, iPads would have been, like, two years ago or five years ago? Well, well they'd just there's, be... There's some things, uh, like, I... I think I've mentioned about it uh, about Back to the Future. There's some things that just date um, movies, and you know, like the technology now is obviously far advanced from Star Wars. Then, with the exception of you know, um, mystical glowing swords and you know, space ca- space travel capabilities to that extent. But like, there's there's no internet in Star Wars. There's no touchscreen anything's. Everything's got a lever and a button. Hey, I disagree. Okay, I don't have doors opening vertically for me and making noises like that. Maybe you're because in the wrong building, sir. You it's, show me a building. No, you, no but that's, that's technology that we have. We can do that. It's just not practical. Yeah, that's a very accurate description. It's, true. it's not practical. It's not practical to have that because that means you have to have an extra floor of empty space between this level and the next one because that door's got to go up. Well, and, and, and okay, so I think actually, um, now that I was thinking about it as you were talking, um, you had... The, the space shuttle kind of countdown, right? And that was in the, the mid, mid-60s. Early 60s? Mid-60s. We're we talking about space, right? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wasn't quite sure what yeah. you were going. Yeah. Mid-60s? Uh, when we, yeah, we hit uh, Mars in 69. Or Mars. The moon, sir. Jesus. <laughs> we went to the moon, uh, I think, in 69. Well, no, because cause, um, no, no. Kennedy was there for that. Oh. Uh, yeah, it was, so Kennedy no, he's was right. assassinated in 69. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, Really? Moon on uh, July 20th, 1969. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I think, I think almost with with Star Wars still like providing an outlet for those who are still in love with the space race, still in love with, with yeah. outer space. Well, and, also, and do you guys remember what was going on during that time as well when Star Wars came out? Seventy-seven. It was Vietnam War. We were all in kind of a, a big funk. Everyone's pissed off at each other. I mean, you had like all these different things going on, and then Star Wars comes in. It's suddenly like a unifying thing where you have a very clear-cut good versus evil, you know, mm-hmm. and it kind of brought everyone together in something that everyone could love together. And that's like part of the thing. We're kind of almost in not like a depression in the sense of like the Great Depression, but a serious like emotional depression. Mm-hmm. So you we need another Star Wars? Well, we, yeah, we needed a Star Wars at that point. We needed something to kind of give us hope, a new hope. Oh, come on! I, I, like, was, I like that I, joke. I, I like it. Of course you do. I endorse that joke. I don't, I don't mind it. It's a good one. I mean, It goes in with what he's talking about right now. Uh, no, seriously, though. I mean, we needed something to bring us all together, something that we all could love, and that was something that, seriously, everyone loved. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, and, we, and we've compared... I mean, we've made other comparisons um, to Star Wars recently. I mean... Yeah, considering our current times, you know, we've recently had our Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. Which was another thing that people kind of... This know, generation's, uh, yeah. you know, Star Wars. So, I mean, and, I mean, you're right. I mean, Star Wars did, you know... I mean, I have gotten friends solely for the fact that, it, you know, they found out that I love Star Wars. 
You know, like we had nothing else in common mm-hmm. except for Star Wars, and we became good friends because of that. Well, and uh, and it kind of like in the same terms of Harry Potter with getting kids to read. I mean, I know Star Wars really got me to read. Oh, really? Yeah, I read all of the the books back in the day. Like I started with the Heir to the Empire series with Grand Admiral Thrawn, but <laughs> you know, and it kind of grew from there. And that's that's the truth. Is like Star Wars was kind of like a stepping stone to like everything else in my my youth, my gaming habits. I mean, come on, how many Star Wars games have we all played? Seriously. Oh. Times. Yeah, I'm played a lot. Way too many. <laughs> no way, no. Like, I even love the Star Wars rend- renditions of Risk and Stratego. Star Wars, Star Wars Risk was pretty pretty awesome. I've never played Star Wars Risk. Oh, it's it's fantastic. It, it's now a collector's item for a reason, because you can't find it fucking anywhere. Wow. Yeah. Risk Risk is kind of a, a beating of a game. It really is. It's, it's, Risk is one of those games where... You you get to feel like the emperor. You get to feel like you're fucking conquering lands. You're owning people. I never when, felt that when, bad with that's Risk. Why, that's why I loved it so R- much. Risk is like when you don't want to play a quick game like Monopoly. Oh, Monopoly is not a haul. quick game. Well, I think that's what he's getting at. Like you know, like you, you want to fork in eight hours. That's, that's yeah, that was a joke. Okay, yeah. that's the joke. We don't get each other's jokes. Oh, but, but but Star Wars, I think I, I think for me, like personally for me. If Star Wars wasn't there, I mean, it was a hard time, you know, in my family, uh, you know, I come from a divided home, and Star Wars was one of the ways for, like, my dad and I to, co- to connect, we didn't have a whole lot of time, and it was it was our love of Star Wars. It was also, you know, in, in uh, junior high, uh, Anthony, I was just starting out with my friendship with Aunt, and Aunt was fucking watching the original trilogy, of course. Uh, religiously, it was like it was like once a week. At, at, at that time, I'd I'd easily watch one of them, you know, maybe every weekend, if not, you know, all three within the span of a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like yeah, back 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 in the day, I was the Darren of the Darren and Anthony, you know, Star Wars debate. Yeah, you know, and just it, I mean, honestly, it was the prequels that really kind of killed my love for it. it. It changed a bunch. I I didn't quite like the way uh, you know it felt. It felt very. It felt dirty. So, you know, watching it, like, Darren, watching it with, with your dad, what characters, did, like, did you really kind of, is there one character that the two of you, like, you know, were, were you know, in love with at the same time? Did you root for the same characters, or are there... All right, I'm going to exclude Yoda and Vader from, from this list. I think everybody, in some way, shape, or form, loves Yoda and Vader. So I'm going to exclude it from the list, because it's almost on everybody's list. Nah, not as much as you think. Oh well, 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 it is. And I'm gonna exclude. He's just, he's just made it hard for me. Okay. Um, for me, I think Dad and I really we we loved Chewie. Chewie was like Chewie was the guy. He he was he knew what he was talking about. He he stood his ground, and even though his friend was fucking wrong in certain spots, he's willing to stick up for a buddy. He's willing to shoot a stormtrooper in the face how do, how do for a we, smuggler. How do we know Chewie knew what he was talking about? We, we, we don't did. not know. <laughs> That's true. We don't not know. <laughs> All right. I'll shut up. Um, well, we, we brought the, the question up to uh, to Facebook, and we, we got some replies. Uh, Caroline Rhodes said Boba Fett, who is, you know, has a huge following, even though he's only got, you know... Five minutes collective screen time. Yeah, Boba Fett is this huge character. He who, was a he was a badass during childhood. I yeah, mean, he yeah. really was. And and people have asked. I mean, Boba Fett's one of my favorites. And people ask me like, what did Boba Fett really do that was so badass? You're like he he fell in the sand pit. He was terribly mysterious. Yeah, he was, and that's that's the draw. Is Boba Fett was 
effing mysterious shit. You know, like, you know, and Darth Vader's like, no disintegration, and Boba Fett's like, alright, fine, fuck you, no disintegration. That's, you know who I am, bitch? I'm Boba effing that, man, like, I disintegrate, it's what I do! No disintegration. Um, you know, like, he, he does barely fight, but he's always, he always seems to have everything in control. When he's on base bin, like, he's just, you know, calm, he's, he's got everything figured out. Like, it, and it, in Slave One, come on, that was a really wicked-looking chip. It is, it is pretty slick. We also had some other favorites. Well, well, for Boba Fett, I think, I think it's for the sense that he, he really felt like he was in control of the situation, no matter how out of hand it got. Yeah. Like, he had the right answer he, at the right time. He was the seasoned vet of mercenaries. Well, I mean, the thing the thing for me, for Boba Fett, was like, you know, he had the Stormtrooper costume. You mm-hmm. know, their little iconic helmet, things like that. You compare just the helmet alone to Boba Fett, and you have this, like, you, know, you have your, your regular soldier, and then you have this, like, you know, special ops yeah. kind of... He's the CL6 of, like, Stormtroopers. Well, I mean, honestly, that, when I first saw Boba Fett, that's what I thought. I was like, you know, I thought... I didn't think that he was a mercenary. I thought that he was part the, of, the, you know... Yeah, exactly. I was just like, you know, okay, well, this is... Well, in, in the terms of masks, I mean, I know with the other masks that really always got me going. Which was, was the red, what? the crimson uh, stormtrooper. Oh, the crimson stormtrooper was uh, so uh, awesome. Oh. Even though they never did anything except stand there. Yeah, they, they were yeah, wicked. Yeah, like 20 and of the, them standing in a row with the, the staffs was pretty, yeah. pretty imposing. And then uh, reading the books and you know hearing all about them, you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Crimson Guard is, I think, especially knowing that they are the Emperor's personal guards. Fucking badass. Oh, yeah. I mean, even the color schemes, okay? You got, a, you got an old pissed off crotchety old man in, in black robes and he's got fucking tall ass crimson guards following next to him the only thing they're missing is a banner that says welcome to slavery uh, some of the other favorites from uh, Facebook were IG88 uh, Stephen Henry's a big fan of him uh, the mythical third called him uh, Denny is a big fan of R2D2 uh, Sal who's been on the podcast previously he's, uh, he's a big fan of Mission Veil. Well, who's that? Is that part of the movies, or is that she's a she's a Twilight? Oh, now, that's I know right. She's a Twilight, but she wasn't part of the movies, though, right? No, she wasn't part of the movies. Um, and you know, we're we're we didn't kind specify of, movies. I was no, just wondering. We did specify on, on the on the to respond to the IG eighty eight though. There's a big fan base for him, really? I mean, yeah. he, and he even has some decent storylines too. Like he's one of those droids that actually has some capability of ruthlessness to him, and and. I mean, there's there's a big discussion of like, okay, who who's better, Boba Fett, IG88, because uh, IG88 was in the films. Oh yeah, yeah. He, you know, he's, in the background, he's, he's in the line. IG88. Uh, in case you don't know, uh, in Empire Strikes Back, we have that bounty hunter lineup with Boba Fett. Uh, IG88 is the droid, a fucking badass looking droid. Yeah, yeah mean looking droid. He looks like a walking pistol, and he's also a pain in the ass in the Shadows of the Empire game. Well, I think I think that that was because it's sixty four. I like the sixty four. Well, I mean, but the, the controls for the sixty four were different. Oh. You're limiting the awesomeness yeah, of Star Wars to like four buttons, maybe what, six. What sixty four are you playing? Six yeah, buttons. you probably have a really good eighty, 80 X Y and then the there's the eleven X. buttons. No, there's not really counting the D pad and the joystick. One, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, oh seven. no, I'm sorry. I was thinking uh, there's at least eight there. There's, there's not. No, there's seven. There, there's there, there, there's seven because that's including the Z. There. You got Z, A, B, A, B. four C buttons. A, B, X, Y. No, the C buttons weren't there. Yeah, they were. Yeah. No, I don't think C so. up, C, C down, C left, C right. Yeah. 
It's the same. It's the same as the Wind Waker game. And then you have the trigger, and then you have t- R R and L. Yeah. You, it, actually, if there's any Nintendo platform that you want, it's going to be the 64. 64 was a it, it, awesome. Either way, IG88, IG88, yes, is a bitch. Yeah. Who, who else was there? Can we choose anybody else? Uh, there, there was us, uh, you know, interacting with uh, with everyone. Some other questions that we were asking uh, asking the fans was uh, if you could have any vehicle. Oh dear. In, uh, that was in, a tough question. I, that it really is, hurt. It was kind of tough. I, I uh, felt like I copped out, but I, I do love. Uh, I chose the. The, Manil- the Millennium Falcon. I love the design. It's just so iconic. And yes, that's, that's probably where I would go to. Like that's well. See, I was trying to figure this out because I was really thinking about it. And I know I made the you know a little wisecrack on the thing, but you know honestly, like my first instinct was the speeder bikes. Speeder bikes are really oh, awesome. They were fucking ridiculously awesome when they were growing up. Yeah. But I mean, you know, when you think about it, though, you're like, well, if I do, I want a little speeder bike or do I want a ship? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I want a ship. You know, and that's kind of where. Yeah. Um, I put the question up uh, just earlier today here, Friday, and uh, I said no Death Star, because Death Star is kind of considered a station, it travels and whatnot, and I was talking to my roommate, and I'm like, how the hell did the Death Star get from Alderaan to Yavin? Like, that thing's got to be way too big for, for hyperdrive. I'm like, and I'm thinking, a small moon cannot have hyperdrive, it's way too big. So, we went to the internet. And the Death Star has four sublight engines. That is fucking ridiculous. It's a fucking moon moving in hyperspace. It's. I have a hard time processing that. Yeah, I do too. That's. I don't Maybe it just spins there or something. But you know what? Here we go. There's a giant stick that's formed. Put some English on it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But like, really, how how else does it get from Alderaan to yeah to uh, yeah? I mean, I mean, I guess it has to. Um, Not very fast, I would assume. Hyperspace. These four, four engines. Yeah, I mean that's that's, that's how they get past light speed. Yeah, I mean it is what it is. You you, you add in your mind. Whatever yeah, speed uh, you want. See, with kind that. of like that, it's very accurate too, because like in my mind, like, I never really thought of that. I always thought they just kind of built it wherever they wanted it to be. Well, and you, but then it wouldn't be very imposing if it couldn't move out of the system it was in. True, but it has to be able to get around. <laughs> just don't enter the system. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we already we got off the planet. <laughs> what are we gonna do now? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Wait for another planet to spin around. Wait, what is he? And he walk. Go. <laughs> Did he blink? I couldn't tell. <laughs> Um, you gonna say something there? This isn't so lovely. What? <laughs> we're, having, we're laughing. Why? What? Shit. What's wrong? I feel negative vibes in this love for Star Wars. I mean, the Death Star had sublight engines, Dude, man! Come on! Come on! That's insane. Embrace that! Now, uh, what well, we did, uh, a little more research, there are essentially light speed highways. You know, these are the paths for light speed travel. Mm. So I guess, you know, if you have designated routes, then it's a little more. No, there's got to be a size ratio on these highways. Oh yeah, so, well, yeah, yeah. The the Death Star is like your semis that have to be on the right no. side of the hyperdrive no. lane. No, 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 no. Empire the ships, the, those giant Empire Triangular ships. What were those called? Star destroyers. Star destroyers. All right, so the Star Destroyers are your semis, Darren. They're your eighteen wheelers. Well, the Super Star Destroyer. That was a pretty shit. The uh, Super Star Destroyer are your oversized, you know. When that, when it, when it, oh, oh yeah, it when made it, me cry. In, in Empire, where it casts the shadow yeah. over the Star Destroyer, Ooh. yeah, and it's just so fucking huge. I'm like, oh, 
That's a fucking ship right yeah. there. Yeah, so That's I mean, Vader your, your Death Star, Darren, I'm sorry, it exceeds, it has to be broken down into parts and then shipped on the highway, I'm sorry. It's got the wide load stairs <laughs> on it, it's busted up, <laughs> two halves, like a, like a trailer. Yeah, that's why it's cut in half, it's got, it's got the wide load, it's just cut in half. Why is it Darren's Death Star? Because he was the one that said that it could fit on the highway. It, no. I get it, I get it now, it's mine. Fuck. I'm my own. Now he has the Death Star. He's yes. no Death Star. I call, I call dibs on the Super Star Destroyer. Oh, <laughs> it, no. I, it's my fault. I'm sorry. I take I take yeah. personal responsibility. It's a problem. We got another response uh, on the Twitter feed that uh, from Pietro Kent. He like Andrew is a fan of the X-wing. Well, actually, I had uh, I had I had questions for the ships. Okay. Because you have the X-Wing, which is the middle fighter. Yes. It's the most well-balanced. That's right, yeah, the well-rounded the well one. Uh, Y-Wings are slower, but they have they ion have cannons. Power. Yeah. Well, yeah, they have bombers, too, because they have bombs and shit like that. And they also have ion cannons for disability, so you can disable ships, which I always get an X-Wing. Um, <laughs> and then you have the A-Wings, which are hella fast, but they can't get shot very much, because they just get fucked. Unless they have that super shield technology where they could kamikaze through Star so, so what's your question? Well, which one would you choose? Do you take the middle of the road? Do you take the super fast? Or do you take the super Between bomb? those three? Of uh, the three, I'd well, go X-Wing well, and what, what kind of pilot? I mean, are you talking about us personally? Yeah, you yeah, personally. These, these are our ships. Do I want a bomber? Nah, I'd go, I'd go X-Wing. Well, I, see, I like the X-Wing, but I'm, I'm thinking about my time with the video game X-Wing. And I was really, really good with a Y-Wing. Like, yeah. I'd fuck shit up, because you come at me and be like, oh, disabled. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. And I'm like, oh, what you gonna do now? Oh, missile lock. <laughs> See, I think it depends on what kind of fighter do you want to be. Do you want to be in the action? I think if you want to be in the action, you're like, Ant, yeah, you go for the X-Wing. If you want to be more kind of in the back, but still, you know, being more utilitary, you go for a Y-Wing. Um, and then I think if you want to be maybe like special teams, you go for A-Wing. an A-Wing. Um, a kickoff receiver. If I had to choose between the three, I would do X-Wing. You go X-Wing? I would go X-Wing. Uh, X-Wing, yeah, I said it. I, I, I would have to agree, honestly. X-Wing? Although I do, there, there were there are probably certain missions where I would want an A-Wing. There, I would dominantly be X-Wing. Yeah, A-Wing was never for me. X-Wing was probably what I'd stick with, because I was better at that. We're the new, we're the new squadron. <coughs> we got to come up with a name. There we go. Oh, wait, wait, here's the next question, though. Like a logo? TIE Fighters. TIE Bomber, TIE Interceptor. TIE Advance. TIE Advance. That was a pretty shit. I'd do the Interceptor. Which or one's the, the gunboat? Uh, that's the one that uh, didn't have the flats. No, that's the. Oh, that was that was Vader's, wasn't it? it was that was Darth's. That was no. Vader's. Vader's had a, a special one, but it oh, was. Oh no! Yeah, level. the Tie Interceptor had kind of the forks mm-hmm. in the in the wings on the. Oh, side. okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that one. The bomber was the two. Like I would go bomber. Pack. I always liked the the Tie bomber. Those were pretty. The cool. eyeball. Yeah, they had yeah, two they eyeballs. Had, like, two kind of pods. That was cool like, though. I liked something it. Something about it. I always like. I like Vader's ship. Honestly, like you know his. I love the flat, you know, tie thing. That's cool. But I love Vader's ship. It's curved. Has a little angle. Yeah, and the tie interceptor has it, uh, the tie advanced. Uh, yeah. Andrew and I are pulling from our X-wing. Uh, yeah, I, I do ties. like. I do like Vader's ship a lot. Tie advanced was pretty wicked. But then you had the gunboat too. Well, gunboat. Which one's that? Do we not remember the gunboat? I don't remember it. I'm trying to remember the difference between it's not, all it's these. It's not in the original yeah, it, movies. No, it was in the oh, video I wonder game. I don't know what yeah. it is. Yeah, the gunboat was essentially kind of looked like those uh, the shuttles, but it was a lot more... Oh, well, there's the TIE Avengers. <laughs> well, we just started searching the internet. Yeah, now we're searching the internet. No, I mean, yeah. no, I mean between the ones that were in the movies, I, I would go for a Vader ship. I like it. Oh, God, I need to boot up TIE Fighter now. <laughs> 
for for me, my favorite ship was the the V wing. Um, oh yeah, it has oh, a yeah. it, it has a very sleek. To me, it's a very badass design. Oh yeah, um, that was a pretty wicked. And I don't know, it's one of those things that like has always drawn me in terms of ship designs. And I guarantee you, okay, I'm a little reserved when it comes to the new Old Republic game. But um, if there, if I can start off with a V wing. I think I'm drawing. Easy there, hot shot. Yeah, I there, think you first have sinister, to... I mean, yeah. if there's a sinister-looking ship in the series, V-Wing is in the top five. So oh, we also forgot the uh, the B-1. Was, it was the bomber. There was another bomber. Was it the white? Not my wing. B-Wing? B-wing. The B-Wing. The B-Wing, yeah. The B-Wing. What was the B-Wing and... It was kind of a goofy-looking ship. The B-Wing, though, looked actually kind of cool. I always thought. It's it's awkward as all hell, but it always looked kind of cool. No. Actually, I think I think between all of them, look wise, the one that intrigues me the most is the one you were talking about the the two. Oh, the Thai bomber. Yeah, the interceptor. No, oh, the interceptor. Okay, yeah. it looks really it looks really interesting. I mean, that was kind of the equivalent of the the A wing. Yeah, it was the fast mm-hmm. you know scout striker. It, it looks really. It looks like it could really fuck you up. <laughs> so you know what the fucking uh, the, the the empire never invested in shields. And that's where they failed. <laughs> that's that's why you failed. That was always the question. My, my dad proposed this question. He said, in Empire Strikes Back, why wouldn't you put the shield generator behind the shield? Because they always had the shield, like, they had the shield, yeah. and then there was the generator, and that's what the uh, AT-ATs were targeting, but it's not behind a shield, it's... Yeah. Oh, 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 on Hoth. Yeah, on Hoth. It's oh, just, like, okay, out there okay. in the open. Maybe that's one of the curses. Like, of you know, with you, with you and your powers, you can't get a Green Lantern ring yourself. Just like you know, the Empire can't, can't shield their shields. You can't build your shield generators behind the shield. Exactly. That's just you know, it's from the same contractor that said that they had to have a, a two meter gap in the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. That's the. Hey, I many think, many Bothans died to get there. It's true. Don't don't just toss that around lightly. I, I just fixed that on my desk. Engineers are like, dude, no one's gonna see this. You boarded it up. I boarded it up. It took 400 bombs to die. Yeah. plywood over the exhaust. How many more do we have to die to get this information? Dude, now you, know, you know, like, those fucking bombs, like, you know, they actually formulated the entire plan and just gave it to them. They didn't, they didn't investigate it or anything. They're like, just made it up yeah. and it happened to be right. Yeah, they're just like, you know, we, he's like, those fucking rebels, we have to do this whole thing for them. That seems ridiculous. I don't know. So, Darren, what's, what, what, in, in all of the Star Wars movies, all six, can you pick out your favorite scene? Favorite scene. Oh, oh that's yeah. a, wow, that's no, a brutal question. That's a favorite question. scene. What you mean? Favorite scene. Uh, oh, actually, I do know my favorite scene. Uh, Empire Strikes Back. That's uh, the the I, famous "I love you" scene. He's like, "I love you." Oh. I know. He's just completely the badass. I know. Yeah. yeah, it was fantastic. You know what's actually kind of amazing um, is when when you're dealing with Star Wars. Even when you parody Star Wars, you're you're practically almost automatically put up in at a level above everybody else. Um, like when Family Guy parodied the the Star Wars movies, uh, Robot Chicken, you know they they did the same thing. But it seems like if you if if you go on DeviantArt and parody anything Star Wars, you automatically get you know twice as many. You automatically get twice as many hits and views as, normally do. as anything else. Just because you're doing something Star Wars esque, mm-hmm. I think I got it. All right, my favorite scene out of all six movies. I think you guys will be happy because it's in one of the originals. Ah, all right. Um, and feather. It's it's a short scene, but to me, it has such an impact to 
it it it, it almost uh, is a nice finish to a lot of the climax of story, and that's when Luke it takes off Vader's mask and has like that personal conversation with his dad. You know, you got Sebastian Shaw uh, acting, and it's to me, it's a great scene, and it's. It's like just badass. Before or after they gave him eyebrows? I don't. I don't care. <laughs> Isn't Sebastian Shaw Banshee from? Well, no, I think no, I Sebastian think it... Shaw is head of the Hellfire Club. Oh, that's who it was. Okay. No, no, I think the actor's name is Sebastian Shaw. No, you're you're right. You're yeah, right. It, it, just, it just when you said he that has that name. I was like Sebastian Shaw. That sounds yeah, so yeah. X Men to me. So, but I, I to me that's Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. To to me that that scene is is it's awesome. It's wonderful. Neither you guys uh, know yours? Well, I already went, but I, I have another one that I, comes to mind. What? Uh, it was Empire Strikes Back, and like Luke is like leaving for uh, Bespin or whatever. Or no, Cloud City, there we go. And he basically... Same thing. Same thing, but you get Yoda, and he goes like, there is another. You don't remember that? Oh, oh that, that was... Yeah, shit. you're right. That is badass. Oh, my God. And do you remember as a kid, like you, I looked back to my dad, what? There's another? You know? Well, I remember when, I, when that scene first played, I didn't understand it. And I'm like, what did he say? I missed him. What did he say? What do you mean there's another? Another what? Yeah, I totally got it. Like, there was another Luke Skywalker. But did he cut like, the film? What's going on? Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Ah, oh, favorite scenes. I mean, honestly, the first things that come to mind um, are just filler kind of scenes. The first one that came to mind was whenever Han and, Han and Leia are going back and forth in the ship and, you know, she, she tries to prove a point to him by kissing Luke. <laughs> and Luke gets all cocky and shit. But then later on in the series, you're like, oh my god! It's late in the podcast, but we probably should avoid the whole Leia kissing Luke. I know, but that, that was that was the case of my That's why we have an explicit it's logo. So, like, it's so really, wrong. To, to, to know essentially from the beginning what is at the end, that's a really weird choice. Well, you did know at that time when it came no, no, first you saw didn't it. know watching it, but Lucas knew when he filmed it I just where love, that all was going. I just <laughs> love Luke's reaction. He no, did. yeah, it, it was. It no, was. it was actually Chewie's reaction that was funny. No, he... Oh, the, no, no, Luke, Luke gets up, Luke gets like, up and he's like, yeah. uh, puts his hand behind his head. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I'm hot back. And then you get yeah, the but, laugh, and then you have the laugh it up puzzle. And that's the second time he kisses her, too. Yeah, yeah but okay, what, what's worse... That scene, or the admission in Return of the Jedi, whenever she says, "Somehow I've always known." Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, too. yeah, like, that's awkward. Think... It's like, why did you do it? That you know could almost make that scene just feel a little bit more icky. Like, I mean, I would, I would understand. Like, oh, I always knew there was a special connection between the two of us. It's just too long, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, but even then, like, that should probably make it that. You know, okay, you have a connection with Luke, but you shouldn't have been attracted to him enough to kiss him. One of your other scenes was going to be uh, when <clears throat> blind uh, Han yeah. is is having to shoot one of the Sarlacc pit's limbs off of Lando. <laughs> That's a great scene. That's well, a fantastic scene, but it's not on my top. Well, what about the Boba Fett? Actually, um, um, one of my favorite scenes was, you know, Lando is taking them out of the city. And then he, he double crosses them, opens up the, you know, you open up the door and Vader's there, yeah. and you're like, oh my god, and, you know, he shoots he Vader and just stops with his hand. hand. You're like, holy oh, crap! It's like, what do you do? I think one of my favorite scenes uh, is uh, an Empire scene, and it's the entire chase scene through the asteroid field, where you've got you know fucking Millennium Falcon 
rolling and banking like you hadn't seen before. Yeah, yeah. it, it did I mean, that, that. The one where it went up, yeah, flipped around, came mm-hmm. back down. You're I like, mean, oh, it was fuck. seriously moving. Those are the moves that Han talks about in the first movie. Yeah, and, and Tie Fighters getting nabbed by you know little asteroids and whatnot. The fact that the Star Destroyer went into the belt, yeah, yeah, you know, or the the field, like it, it, I just loved all of it. It, it was a really well action oriented scene for me. That was actually my favorite song out of all the thing. The Asteroids, oh, song. oh really? Yeah, it yeah. is yeah. a good one. That song, you're just like, oh, you're always like just on the edge. <laughs> yeah, all right. I wanted yeah. to keep going. No, I was waiting <laughs> for more. That's, That's all you got. So, bottom line, we love Star Wars. As much uh, as we love to razz things, and there are things that we don't like about Star Wars. Makes me cry. Yeah, and and we like to beat up Darren, but that's just fun on a bun. Yeah, yeah, fun on a bun. What we cannot deny is Star Wars is a a big part of who we've become uh, since we saw it as, as children. And we owe Star Wars, we owe George Lucas... No. We owe it to them to, to be thankful for, essentially, you know, all the geeky loves that we've, we've gotten since. Because it, a lot of it really started with Star Wars. Well, and, and to, to, to say exactly the same thing, I mean, despite me having problems with Lucas now, Lucas then, genius. We have Captain EO, that's one of his things. You have Indiana Jones, you got Star Wars. You were going to forget about EO? No, I was, dude, yeah, no, I was, I was going to forget face. about EO. Ameri- yeah, American Graffiti, THX, 1138. I mean, those are all great films. No, yeah, 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 those are. Those are. Yeah. I, was, I was gonna forget about EO. But I it's in 3D. Actually, I, I, I forget about EO all the time. Every time you bring it up, I have to forget about it. I don't forget about Star Wars. <laughs> you can't. You can't forget about Star Wars. Love Star Wars. I want to drop some knowledge, though. The Laird of Lore is gonna bring the pain. Jedi Master. Jedi Master. Laird. Laird, Laird Master. Jedi Laird. Darth Laird. The Darth Darth Laird. That's How about Master Darth, Master Laird. Darth, Master Laird works. Yeah. Darth Laird. Darth Laird. There you go. Darth Darth Laird of lore. <laughs> All right. Anyways, um, so uh, once again, uh, send your responses to comicissues at gmail and these questions are worth fifty points. So uh, good luck to everybody, and um, if you want to see what the points can be used for. You can go to pixelatedgeek.com slash giveaways. We have tons of cool stuff, tons of prizes. Uh, so just check it out, see what your points can be used for. And um, the trivia question for this uh, podcast is, name the release date for the new Star Wars Episode One: Phantom Menace in 3D coming in 2012. So once again, send your responses to comicissues at gmail.com. And good luck to everybody. It's uh, it's gonna be the one I'm not gonna go see. Oh, I'm taking my daughter. We're gonna we're gonna you know we're gonna go midnight showing. We're gonna tear it up. Darth Maul, 3D in your face. I'm not I'm not gonna do it. I can't I can't yeah. support that. And this there was a mystical edit with uh, Misa Jaja Beans being eliminated because he's gonna be 3D gag galore. But see see the way the way I've plotted it out is by the time episode uh, six is done, she'll be you know she'll be 16 almost 17 and. That would be great. So she would have grown up for a segment of her life. Or no, and it's 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 good. Um, you know, like we all got to see Star Wars in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in our in our late teens, 
um, you know, it's it's a good experience, and like I don't I don't bag on on you taking uh, your daughter, but like that's just it's not something that uh, I'm really up for going back seeing it in 3D, uh, a medium that I already don't like. Yeah, I would have to say that once the original trilogy gets there, that's when I'll probably be at the theater. I'll probably be there for the well. Me, I'll, me I'll probably be there from it, three forward. Yeah, three forward. I can see myself. Yeah, uh, that's that's what I'll probably do. I, I don't like three D either, but I mean, what do you do? <laughs> By the way, episode three is meant for three D. I just want like like a lot of the shots in there are really like fucking gonna be badass in three D. Uh, so you know. I said before, we're, we're, we're big old fans of Star Wars. And if you like Star Wars and you like all the geeky things that we always talk about, like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, you know, we were definitely you know, tweeting every day, as, as often as we can. Join, join on in on the fun. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can review, rate, and, uh, and subscribe. You can email us uh, at the comicissues at gmail.com address. You can subscribe to our YouTube account, and that's going to be youtube.com backslash comic issues. If you have not been there yet, tons of fun videos. Um, everything from the conventions that we've gone to, uh, we recently put up the new 52 Midnight launch. You know, Every couple weeks we got a new video that comes out and is very enjoyable. It's, it's just good fun. Two, three minutes out of your day will make you smile. Plus, we, we're easy on the eyes. We are fairly easy. Wow. Looking. We some, are. Some good looking dudes here. I, I just got smothered some ego. What? Not I, ego. I, truth. We, we truth. Okay, sir. my bad. Talking talk about all of us. Feel the force, okay. if you will. Oh. It's hot. That one's for the ladies. I just got dirty. I feel dirty. I, th- I think we should start making out. I'm glad you're on the same part of the table. Wow, I'm good. Uh, and never forget about the website, www.comic-issues.com. So that's going to be it. Um, we've been talking about this uh, this episode particularly for quite a while. The Star Wars episode. And you know what? There's there's going to be more. There's there's so much to talk about. We just... Yeah, we we just need to make a list the, of things to talk about. Yeah. Positive things. Well, we talk positive. about positive things. Positive. But yeah, there's tons more Star Wars. Tons more love. Tons more awesomeness. So uh, until next week, I'm Anthony Silva. I'm Master Laird, Darren, Jedi, fucking badass, well, Darth, badass King. Darth Master Laird, Jedi I Wolf. I don't think that fits on a business card. No. Well, you, you can do it. It fits on my Death Star. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Derek. And Andrew. And we'll see you guys next Wednesday. May the Force be with you! Oh. I'm a devious, a generous defender of the devil, shoving all the time, <laughs> 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 I'm a devious, a generous defender of the devil, shoving all the time, shoving